Welcome to our last video of this series. So, let me ask you a question talking about jealousy. Who are you jealous of? Nobody? Really look at yourself. Who are you really jealous of? Nobody? Maybe. Maybe that's the case. What about resentment? Are you resenting anybody? Here's a way to help us uncover our hidden jealousy. What category of people do you resent? Who really raises your hackles? Professionals? Performers? Models? Executives? Married people? Single people? Once we begin to dig around, we might find that the resentment we feel towards these people is a shallow cover for jealousy. And if we keep digging, we might discover that that jealousy is just a manifestation of the fact that we're not going to get what we want. But these people are not the source of our problem any more than the moon is a source of light. They're just reflecting back at you what has originated in your heart. We, when we resent people, they probably have no idea and they don't know that we are basically not getting what we think they want that they have what what we think we want that they have but the reason you resent someone the reason you resent a person it has nothing to do with that person the problem is is that you are not getting what you want once you be once you have begun the process of ridding your heart of jealousy by taking a look inside your heart instead of across the street or across the aisle the rest is simple not easy it's simple so what do you do what do you do it to get rid of jealousy you take your old car your small house your hand-me-down dining room table your 40 inch waist your 18 inch television your kinky hair your dead-end job your poor health your low SAT scores to the only one who can do anything about it once you get it all gathered up in one big pile of discontent, you need to pour your heart out to God. Tell God, you could have done better with me. This is cowboy talk for you could have provided better, given me better opportunities, and you could have upgraded a few of these body parts. Tell God how you feel. In fact, don't hold back. God is a big boy. He can take it. He can handle it. Tell him you are unhappy with the way that he's made you and treated you. After all, he did it for your sister and your brother-in-law, but then summarize it in this way. Lord, I think you owe me. I think you owe me. Now, if you find it a bit intimidating to look God in the eye and accuse him of owing you something, maybe you're on the verge of a breakthrough. If you really think he is, he has mistreated you and in fact owes you something, then the first thing that you need to do is reread the New Testament. Jesus along with a host of others makes it very clear that we were goners. So, does God owe you anything? Guilt says, I owe you. The solution, the cure, is confession. Anger says, you owe me. The cure is forgiveness. 
Greed says, I owe me, the cure is to give. Jealousy says, God owes me, and the cure, ready for this? The cure is celebration, to celebrate. What do you mean, Pastor? Well, you might be thinking, am I supposed to celebrate people, their success? Yeah, that's exactly right. If somebody, all right, if somebody is successful, you congratulate them. You don't say, oh, man, what a loser. I could have done better if I was in his position. No, celebration actually rids your heart of jealousy. Am I supposed to celebrate or are you supposed to celebrate their success if you don't mean it? The short answer to that is actually yes. Besides, I'm not asking you to be insincere. All right. Does your sister look good in that dress? If so, tell her. If she doesn't, you know what? You don't have a problem. Do you like your brother-in-law's new car? If so, tell him. But if you don't like it, hey, guess what? You're off the hook. Did your partner do a good job on that presentation? Then tell him he did a good job. You aren't being insincere. You are being honest. However, if he did good and you can't bring yourself to compliment them, now that's the problem. Does that make sense? If your neighbor built the house of your dreams, tell him, after all, it's true. Celebrate. Celebrate with people. When you celebrate and, and you start to genuinely feel happy for others. Expressing the truth helps to free you from the emotional bondage that is such an integral part of jealousy. When you walk up to the guy who got your promotion and you say congratulations, you are refusing to allow dangerous emotions to control your behavior. You are protecting your heart. You are saying no to jealousy. And it's much easier to practice these habits than to think yourself into them. In fact, let me say it again. I said it in the, in the video before, but I will say it again. It is much easier to behave your way into a new way of thinking than to think your way into a new way of behaving. Don't wait until you feel like celebrating. Celebrate until you feel like it. Rid your heart of the destructive forces of jealousy. Now, let me ask you, whose success have you been hesitant to celebrate? Who deserves a pat on the back? A letter, a phone call, a hug. Whose progress have you mentally chalked up to luck and refused to acknowledge? Whose achievements have you brought to the surface, has brought to the surface some insecurities in you? Insecurities that cause you to shy away from celebrating their win. Don't you think it's time to celebrate, I'm sorry, to develop a new habit? Isn't it time you refuse to give into the negative emotions that well up in you when others succeed? Instead of saying nothing or being critical, what if you made it a habit of your heart to publicly celebrate the success of others? I guarantee you this is one of those habits that really changes everything. So my friends from Carolina can't meet it. We need to get into the habit of practicing these four remedies. We need to confess. We need to forgive. We need to give, we need to celebrate. Confess, forgive, give, celebrate. Confess, forgive, 
give, celebrate. These are the habits that will change everything. These habits empower you to settle your outstanding debts to others, God, and even yourself. Confession, it allows us to come out from hiding. Forgiveness allows others to come out from undercover. Generosity allows us to partner with God in tangible ways to the world. Celebration, it makes us a vehicle through which God communicates his pleasure. Confess, forgive, give, and celebrate. Confess, forgive, give, and celebrate. These four habits change everything because they free us up to express and experience the most powerful force the human being has ever encountered. Unconditional love. That's the kind of love that was displayed at Calvary. The kind of love that Jesus will be looking for when he comes. The kind of love that really changes people. The kind of love that really brings you into your knees and say, God, I have a problem, but I want you to work in my heart. God does not, okay? God cannot come in into a heart that is resistant towards him. God gives us that free will so that we as his children can learn to have that communion with him so that we become more like him. When he comes into our hearts, when he comes into who we are, he doesn't just remodel. He does like this explosion and drastically changes everything. This is the type of thing that should motivate us to move forward. Confess, forgive, give, celebrate. Remember, the four enemies of the heart, they thrive in darkness. But when brought to the light, they lose their power. The light is confession. The light is forgiveness. The light is giving. The light is celebrating. I want to thank you for allowing me to come into your home or your church, wherever you're watching from, and allowing me to share this series with you. Maybe, maybe one day I'll finally get to go to the beautiful uh, Carolina camp meeting in Lake Junaluska. Um, and I pray, I pray that you have been blessed by this series. I pray that everything that we talked about makes sense so that we can actually take action when it comes to our own lives. And today, obviously, I cannot end without prayer. And I pray that this series has been a blessing to you so that you can actually do something about this. You have the power. And God is the one that takes care of the rest. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for everybody that's been watching. I thank you so much, Father, that you are a God that is in the constant business of 
uh, just completely reshifting everything in our lives. And we're grateful for that because, Father, we are wretched individuals. We are wretched individuals that um, constantly, Lord, uh, we mess up and we let things harbor inside of our hearts. But, Father, today I want to thank you because we have and you have given us solutions in your word remedies so that we don't have to feel that way i don't know who i'm talking to right now i don't know who this sermon is for and this series is for but i just want to pray father that through your spirit we are able father you are able to touch these people as you have touched me and you are constant and you are continually working in me Thank you, Jesus, for being so good to me, so good to us, so good to all of us, Lord. You've given us more than we deserve. But yet, Father, let us become more like you so that we are able, Father, to be partners with Jesus and become more like him. Thank you, Lord, for the many blessings. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. God bless you, everyone. And uh, like I said, I hope to meet you in person one day. Blessings to all of you. Thank you again for the Carolina uh, camp meeting staff for allowing me to share this. So I pray a special blessing on all of you. God bless you. And hopefully I'll be able to see you guys in person. Bye-bye.